Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Great to have you with us. Yes, literally, when I say we're on the road, we're on the road. Literally. Great to have you with us on the show today. On the road in Chicago, working our way toward Indiana. And our play-by-play call of the day, gee, Matt made the selection. I wonder if it's the Carson Wentz touchdown play that Boston's got. From the 12, Jones keeps... Gets a block, takes off, and he is gone. Trying to stay upright, and he trips. Absolutely all alone, and he trips. Nobody left. Even Evan Ingram is out there blocking, and this is the only way he doesn't score. It's been that kind of year for the Giants offensively. I surprised you. <laughs> yeah, you you did surprise me. It was it was a suit light moment. <laughs> I mean, how could right. it, how could it not be that after everything that's happened with this season in the NFC East? Well, let's give the Giants credit. They know how to lose. Let's <laughs> alligator arm a, a, a wide open third down play. Yes, I mean, this is a lot of things. <laughs> it's the way it's the way they do things. So the way they do things. Do we have Rich on the line? We do. Ah, oh, Rich. Well, Rich, first of all, I'm in Chicago. Have you made your way to Indy yet? I have not. I, you know, you, I know you're going to great lengths to get to Bloomington. Uh, I'm going to have to walk maybe about 20 feet around the corner here to, for, in front of my television for tomorrow at 3.30. There you go. So, I I mean, we, we, you know, our company made a decision, you know, and uh, I I do not uh, disagree uh, that we're not going to be going to at least the first two road games. Right. No, I I completely understand it. Um, Jack and I feel that we can give a a much better broadcast by being there, Mm -hmm. and everybody around us agreed, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right now, right now on the uh, on the uh, tollway, but you know we're, we're good. <laughs> it's all good. A little fog in Philly today, Rich. That was the problem. Ah, uh, so. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So when you look at this, okay, one thing about Penn State, they have given a lot of media access. Uh, so in that media access, you know, you'll hear a lot of positives and so forth. It, was there something that you learned that you weren't sure about before? Well, I mean, if we want to go back to the beginning of the week, Steve, I mean, I we had heard about Parker Washington, but when the news came out that he was a starter, um, that was a little surprising for sure. That was not little. That was probably the most surprising thing that I heard this week. But overall from the team, um, I just – a, few, a couple hours ago, I wrote my advance for tomorrow's print edition, and I had multiple players, uh, great quotes from them, talking about their anticipation for tomorrow and how 
whether it was Jesse Lucchetti getting up at 6 o'clock every morning and just thinking about playing and Pat Fryermuth and Michael Mennett, who's obviously from here, uh, I think their excitement and their anticipation for tomorrow is boundless. Yeah, I really, I think it is too. Uh, I think it's boundless uh, because, look, it's been for them, oh, what, 40 weeks, 41 weeks since they played a game? I mean, you look at Northwestern, Northwestern's playing tomorrow. It's been 47 weeks since they played a game. Well, State's been 40 weeks. Yeah. Steve, I don't know if you counted, but I happen to today. It will be exactly 300 days tomorrow that Penn State played a football game. 300 days. Here's what I counted, uh, in all seriousness, because uh, I'm probably going to use it in the open somewhere. Uh, 226 days ago, I was at St. Elmo's Steakhouse yeah. in Indianapolis on the eve of the Big Ten tournament, and that's when mm-hmm. we got the word that Rudy Gobert yep. had tested positive, and we knew that that was, was going to be it. Mm-hmm. Next day, found out they weren't going to play, and then flew back that day. 226 days later, we're having dinner tonight at St. Elmo's Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, now, now you got me envious, because that is, yeah. you, and you know that's like the the best, and and it's one oh. of our favorites. And that's the one yeah, thing Craig, I miss yeah, not going to Indiana oh. is dinner at St. Elmo. Yeah, Craig, yeah, Craig, of course, the Penn Stater, and he's awesome. And mm-hmm. So we're, you know, we're, uh, but it's the irony to me was the Gee, this is where we left off. This is where yes. we're starting back up again. So that's that's the irony to be about all of it. Jack and I feel looking at this, and I want to get your opinion on this, that you know, so far we've seen so much offense across the country. Yet every time the two of us look at the Penn State defense, we feel like defense for Penn State has the ability to carry the day for them in some ways. How do you look at that defense? I, I would agree with both of you. Um both of you who uh, whose opinions I greatly respect, but I, I, I agree with you. I, I mean, people are going to look on paper, they're going to look, they lost Micah Parsons. How, how good can their defense be? Or they're only returning four starters. But I think, you know, and Terry Smith yesterday on a, on a conference call with us, and he's been around Penn State football for more than 30 years, he thinks this is the best secondary that he has seen. And I can't disagree. I mean, they've got they're deep, they're fast, they're long. They can match up with any kind of receivers. That's just the secondary. I think the linebackers have a chance to be really good. Of course you miss Micah Parsons, no question. But those three starters, I think, are really, really good. I can't wait to see Brandon Smith play, you know, in, in significant playing time. Like play, you know, a whole game. Um, and the defensive line you know is going to be good because it always has been good. And they're deep there, too. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with both you and Jack that uh, I, I think the defense is – the Penn State defense is probably getting shortchanged somewhat. In fact, I think that when you – and this is a topic you and I have discussed before, so this is not foreign territory here. But uh, when you look at a preseason magazine that comes out in June, they'll always list returning starters. And I always feel it with programs like Penn State and Ohio State who rotate so many players, that's an inaccurate look at what they have defensively returning because a lot of guys have game experience. 
Yes. I mean, we know about the defensive line, how Sean Spencer would rotate 10, 10 of them in there, 10 linemen. Uh, but you look there. You know, Steve, you you followed this as long as I have, Jack, longer than both of us. I I can't remember a more talented and deep – when the last time they had a roster this talented and this deep. And I, I'm not yeah. saying that the national championship team – that this is a, a national – better than the national championship team in, or, uh, or the unbeaten team, excuse me, in 94 or any of the, either of the two national championship teams. But what I'm saying is I can't remember a team this talented and this deep that Penn State has had or this athletic. And that's, that's one of the parts of this that's important. Even on the offensive line, they have guys that can run. How anxious are you, Rich, from an evaluation standpoint, to see this offensive line in practical application. Well, I mean, Steve, it's no secret that the offensive linemen have completely embraced Phil Troutwain and um, who has changed techniques. I don't want to, you know, we don't want to go into the details, but because um, I don't know them, I'm, I'm not first well versed on offensive line play, but you can tell right away that these guys. I think they can't wait to get out on the field and show what they can do. And the other thing, and I don't know if you heard, I don't know what calls you were on or or not, but one thing that Shaka Tony was on Wednesday, and somebody asked him about the Penn State offense and about Kirk Shiraka, and he raved about Kirk Shiraka and how everything is so precise and how demanding he is and how everything is on time. And, you know, you, you wonder because they, they, they haven't had the, the allotted, the regular allotted time, but I think they've had enough time and everybody else has had about the same time in the Big Ten. That's another thing that I can't wait to see, how the offense works with Kirk Shiraka calling the plays. There's going to be a major difference than most seasons. Penn State has not opened with a conference game since uh, 94 at the Metrodome against Minnesota. So they're coming out of the gate. And it's, you know, I mean, Penn State's done it before, kickoff classic games with USC or a pigskin classic with, with Arizona. Uh, but they're coming out of the gate with a legitimate opponent right away where you can't ease your way into the season. Uh, what can that tell us about what Penn State can be this year? Well, I think it's it's going to tell you a lot. There's there's no margin for error, right? Tomorrow or you know in following weeks. I mean, you know we, I mean Penn State, this Penn State team, James Franklin, the players, they know how good Indiana is, and they know what kind of challenge they're facing tomorrow. That Indiana is not. Uh, your your grandfather's Indiana, your father's Indiana. This is a really good team, and especially yep. explosive on offense. They're playing at home, even though there won't be a, a huge crowd there. Um, you know, I I think it'll tell you a lot about Penn State, and I I don't think they're taking this lightly at all. I, at least I don't get that feeling in in no. in all the interviews that I've I've been on. Um, I get the feeling that um, they know that Indiana has given them two really tough games the last two years and uh, I don't I think that their their focus is solely on on tomorrow and not on next week 
James Franklin was on the coach's show with me last night, and I made a conscious decision to ask nothing but football questions because because he's been asked all the COVID questions. Uh, And one of the questions I asked him was, has the practice field in some ways been therapeutic for him because it gets him out there to a sense of normalcy? And he he said yes. Uh, They're all aching for some semblance of normalcy. Even though it won't be completely normal tomorrow, how, how much does everybody need? And I'm talking about fans, reporters, coaches, players, to have a game. Yeah, I I think it's it you know Steve it's 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 going to be different. We know that it it has been different. I mean, you know this year has been so abnormal and so unusual. Uh, but I think if you know with Penn State football coming back tomorrow, the Big Ten football coming back tomorrow, uh, I think you know there will be the ratings will be high, especially here in Pennsylvania. I I think it, it, there's. I think there is an, an anticipation and an excitement, uh, you know, about that. And, you know, you're going to know right away these first two weeks exactly where Penn State stands. And, uh, you know, and because and it, everything is more compact, everything is, you know, life comes at you fast this this season. So, yeah, I, I, I think – I don't know what, you're, what you get from folks in State College, but people I talk to and – people who happen to follow me on Twitter, they, they're very, very excited. I was on a show last night after I was done with James, and then I did one this morning, and someone asked me about how, about the season playing out, and I said, and this is what I told them, and I want to get your reaction to it. I said, I feel like Penn State is in an eight backslash nine game playoff to get to the college football playoff, that every week is like a playoff game. That's how I looked at it. Do you look at it the same way, or do you have a different viewpoint of it? Well, I, I mean, in terms of that, yes. I mean, you're 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 playing. You know, it's just such a it's such a weird thing with how many games have been canceled. You know, you yeah, every every game is going to be critical because there are only eight of them. And yeah. you're right. You brought up a very good point. It is it's, it is like every it is like an eight week playoff to get to the playoff. And it'll be interesting. And the other thing that interests me too, Steve, and again, let's mention this, Penn State announced Wednesday its update on the coronavirus, one positive among more than 1,200 tests in the athletic department is tremendous. And they've done, with the exception of a couple weeks, right around when the general population came back to campus, They've done a magnificent job of keeping their athletes safe, and I'm interested to see if that, if the Big Ten's decision, you know, and their um, delaying the decision to reinstate the season and to get the daily antigen testing, if that works for them, because all indications are that it that it will. Yeah, I think I think we'll probably find out a lot about that in the next three weeks, and because Penn State travels this weekend, yes, then got two home games, and then you got one more on the road before everybody on campus goes home. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you where you feel like when everybody goes home, you you have a better shot at it. Uh, although the campus numbers have been, have been down, what will be some of the keys to tomorrow's game when you look at a Penn State Indiana matchup? Well, 
they're going to have to pressure Michael Penix. That's that that's yeah. for sure. For sure. Even though they, you know, Indiana's offense is predicated on a lot of short drops, um, I think that's important. I think coverage uh, in the secondary. You know, last year Penn State allowed 47 completions of 20 yards or more, and that's a num- right. number that they've been working to reduce uh, this season. And you know, it, it, Terry Smith mentioned it. I know Brent Price saw some somewhere else had mentioned it today. Um, that's very important to keep the to keep uh, prevent and limit long completions. That's on defense. On offense, I think it's going to be interesting to see how the running game goes without a Journey Brown. Um, yep. I think you know. I I think they'll do all right. I do. And I think with the, you know, with the offensive line for for returning starters and the new techniques, I I think Penn State will move the ball tomorrow. Um, it's interesting that Indiana has outgained Penn State three of the last four years, but I I think that's going to change tomorrow. I do. Uh, I think Penn State outgains them and um, you know wins the game. It's not going to be easy, but I, I I think they do win the game. Well, enjoy the view on that Scarcella seventy-inch big screen. Uh, tomorrow, I, I I certainly will. You guys have a safe drive to Indianapolis. Um, are, uh, so, are we going with the forty-six ouncer tonight? Uh, I'm going to go. With, well, first of all, we're going to start out with the with the shrimp, the shrimp cocktail, of course, uh, which which of course is immersed in horseradish. And I'd like to point out that you have to be careful with this because if you get enough horseradish, it opens up every pore in the body. It's beautiful. Uh, it's so, a beautiful thing. I love it. It is a beautiful thing. <laughs> it is a beautiful we'll, thing. We'll go, we will definitely go with steak tonight. There's no question. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I, I, I would I would recommend the ribeye. That's that. I, I, even though I, I, I do love the fillet, but the ribeye is very very good. And I may just do exactly what you recommended. Okay. Why not? All right. Hey, Rich, Steve. Thank you. Rich, thanks so much. Appreciate you very much, Rich. Okay, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Steve. Thanks. See you, Jack. Bye. Rich Garcella. We will come back with more in a moment. Final half hour, the King will join us. Great to have you with us. On the road, literally, battling traffic as only we can. This is the same kind of traffic you see on Route uh, 61. Not really. <laughs> on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The Beverage Supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. All right, today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Now, maybe you prefer wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed second to none. And don't forget about six great flavors of slushies. And the Sunbury Motors studio is mobile today. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummelsworth, and online at sunburymotors.com. 
I thought about you last night pacing back and forth, <laughs> holding the young lad as your team fell behind the vaunted New York football giants. I'll and tell then you what. the giants remembered who they were, and that was that. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I don't really know how to feel after that one last night. I'm happy they won, but I was also very close to saying, you know what? I'm ready for a high draft pick, but I'll hold that off at least for another week. That's what I left it as. Just remember, you keep on going, you get a home game. All right, <laughs> the King coming up in the next half hour. Great to have you with us today. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet on News Radio 1070 WKOK. your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket, imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks, they roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, Led by the barrels of the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And the Sunbury Motor Studios mobile today. I have to mention the slushies, too, six great flavors at Brewers Outlet. Ooh, love those slushies. And the Sunbury Motor Studios mobile today, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, literally a thousand miles away from me, the king. Hey, where are you? I am south of Chicago right now, and I am literally 11 miles away from the Indiana border. Do I have to yell to talk to you? No, nah, we can pretty much use the phone and be okay. I think we're good. <laughs> it reminds me of a song, Outside of Chicago. Uh, Leroy well, Brown, baby. Chicago, so right. How are you? I'm doing all right. How about you? Good. What kind of car did you get? Huh? What kind of car did you get? There we go. Hello? What? Hello? Hello, I'm here. There you go. Okay, I got you. Washington. What kind of car are you driving? What am I driving? What am I driving here, Bob? Uh, Nissan Armada. There you go. That's a uh, nice one. It's an SUV, which we need because we have all the radio equipment with us, which is three rather large boxes of it, so... So you got to win. You're ranked ninth in the country. That's pretty good. <laughs> you haven't yeah, played a game yeah. yet. After all that uh, great practice, uh, they're ninth. Uh, I, uh, I I just had Rick Scarcella from the Reading Eagle on, and this is I, and I was on another show this morning. I said, look, 
I feel like you're in an eight or backslash nine game playoff to get to the college football playoff. So to me, every game is like a playoff game. It's probably the best Indiana team I've seen in 28 years. Same time, I also think it's one of the better Penn State teams I've seen, at least practice-wise. Now we're going to have to find out practical application what it means. Well, that's good. You should win it. It's on FS1? Uh, FS1 tomorrow, yep. Yeah. 3.30. 3.30. I'll be there. I think my cable gets out, and I'll put you on the on my tablet. So do a good job. Well, there, at some point, I don't know if we're allowed to go live tomorrow with it or not, but we really booth camp. So if anybody wants to sit there and wants to watch Jack and me work, <laughs> that's up to you. <laughs> Is Jack with you? Uh, Jack drove. He drove from, uh, He's close, you know, uh, where he lives, he's about, it's about a six-hour drive. Right. Where I lives about a nine-hour drive, so we ended up flying. How'd that work out for you? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, had a flight Planes, from trains, State and College automobiles. to Philly. Had a flight from State College to Philly and then a flight to Indianapolis. Well, because of dense fog in Philly, it was a beautiful day in State College. Because of dense fog in Philly, we uh, had to... Uh, divert and we had to go later which meant we missed the connection to Indianapolis so that's why we had to come into Chicago rent a car and drive from here wow so hey look that's all part of it hey it's all part of it you gotta roll with the punches you gotta be able to make changes on the fly when you have to so that's what we did stay out of the bad neighborhoods they shoot a lot of people there Well, that's why I'm on the highway. The highway yeah. has a lot of fencing on each side of it. You can't you can't tell what's on the other side, so good or bad. There you go. Good or bad. Well, we all did good last week. I did really good. I got one game. So Yeah, Matt, how did we do last week? Yeah, uh King went one and five. Yeah. I oh, went three good, and four man. and Steve went two and five. Wow. Well, I must have gone one and six. <laughs> oh, one and six. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't give me Yeah, but that one, I bet that one was really good. I'll take it, though. The one was uh, Chicago with me. Uh, I Probably I scored with Alabama, I would guess. You did. You scored with Alabama. I, and yeah. um, I, forgot who, I forgot who else on the top of my head you scored with. I don't even keep track. I just knew that yeah. was one of the games. But yeah, right, Alabama so what was we'll definitely do the one. is we'll take a break, <laughs> and we'll come back and see if we can give the audience the kind of sterling information that creates one in six records. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Whether you're cheering for L.A. or Tampa Bay in the World Series, you'll hit a home run with a new Kia from Sunbury Motors Kia. Treated like a 
Mega Champion at SMC. Hurry in now and check out the 2020 Kia Fortes. Sunbury Motors Kia has them starting at $17,998. Under twenty grand for a brand new car. Sunbury Motors also has 24 2020 Kia Seltos available. You have to check out this hard-to-find, small-sized, all-wheel drive crossover. All prices are clearly marked with rebates and discounts. See the sticker and know the savings. Remember, every new Kia comes with a 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty. Tampa Bay Rays, L.A. Dodgers. No matter who wins the national title, you'll be the big winner with a new Kia. From Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Warranty is a limited powertrain warranty. For details, see dealer or go to Kia.com. Uh, 6.35. All right, that's the big NFL music right there. Okay. All right. Time so to get fixed. What do we have here? All right, here we go. So we're going to start with Tampa Bay at Las Vegas. This was supposed to be the Sunday night game, but it's now 4.05 for Sunday. So, Steve, let's start with you. Okay, so I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. We'll go with Tom Brady uh, over John Gruden. I tell you, man, he's a, he's a really good quarterback. Man. He's a good, play, good player. Man. <laughs> That's exactly right. I have Tampa Bay as well. That was a statement win for them last week against Green Bay, so I, I'm riding with Tampa. King? I just noticed that Tampa Bay, TB, Tom Brady. Yes, and they have the yeah. Tampa Bay shirts that are now that have been on sale since he signed with the Bucks. TB12. Yeah. I got the Tampa Bay. All right, clean sweep with the Bucks. All right, now the actual Sunday night game this week, Seattle at Arizona. King. I got the Cardinals, Arizona. Ooh, okay, I like it. Steve? Seattle. I'll take Russell Wilson's experience on the road over uh, the youngster, Kyler Murray. I'm sticking with Seattle as well. Despite how Arizona dismantled the Cowboys on Monday night, Kyler Murray really didn't play that well throwing the ball. He made a couple plays with his legs, of course, but then Cowboys' defense stinks. So I'm I'm sticking with Russell Wilson. He's still finding ways to make things happen, even though it's been a little bit ugly as of late for Seattle. But I'm taking the Seahawks. I got Seattle. <laughs> Are you officially changing that? No, I got Arizona. I got to I got to try and catch up, Arizona. All right, 4:25 tomorrow. San Francisco at New England, Steve. Oh, That's a really tough one to pick. I mean, the 49ers have one good game. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go with Cam Newton and New England. I got New England as well. I think they bounced back. King. Yeah, I took New England. I, they had a tough day. played awful last week, and I don't think Belichick, but they were able to practice this week. So um, I'll go with New England. Exactly. They didn't practice at all for right. a week you know, last week. Yeah, and San Francisco remains too beat up for me, even, even so. So I'll, I'll take New England. Yep. And then we go to the game that, to me, if you're going to do any flexing, this game should have been flexed to at least a late game. Battle of 5-0 and teams in the AFC. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Tennessee Titans. It was supposed to be week four, of course. We got changed to week seven because of the COVID issues with Tennessee. Steve, what do you got? 
Well, um, let's start with this. Um, Tennessee is a big-time operation. The Steelers are a Bush League operation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, that's a, this is a really tough one to call because Tennessee's played so well. Uh, I will go with Pittsburgh. Um, I think that defensively they're better than Tennessee, and I think that makes a big difference. King? I took Tennessee. I, I but It's a tough game to pick. They're both well-coached. I, I just Tennessee's on a run. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I think in the trenches, that's where this game's going to be won. And also, what offense is going to make a play late? I think the big the key for me is I think the Steelers' defensive line is a little bit faster, a little bit faster off the ball, where I think you can make a play and get, maybe get a turnover on Ryan Tannehill, though he's played well. And I, I really just love what the Steelers are doing and the creativity they're showing with their offense right now with Chase Claypool. And also, I, I'm sticking with the Steelers from those two reasons right there. I think they go to 6-0. and Wow. All right, that so now. Rude. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> so now we go to our college slate. Okay. Baylor and Texas to lead things off. Steve, who you got? Who's in Texas and Baylor? Yeah. Um, let's see. That would mean I'd have to root for Texas. Um, <laughs> this is a toilet bowl game if you ask me. Uh, I'll take Texas. Why not? I actually like Texas, too, in this game. Baylor's hasn't been able to really practice a whole lot lately with the COVID issue, so I'll go Texas here. Sure. King. Love the Longhorns. Great team this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like everybody in the Big 12. <laughs> you were loving the Big 12 this week. We got another one here, King. Number 17, Iowa State. And number 6, Oklahoma State. King. Oklahoma State's one of the best teams in the country. I got Oak State. I got OK State, too. I think uh, this, uh, this is Iowa State's biggest test of a defense they're facing. I think Oklahoma State gets the win. Steve. This is a tough one um, because it, I give Iowa State a lot of credit. They have played a lot better lately, and I think that's been really, uh, you know, especially Brock Purdy. I'll go with Iowa State. Ooh, I'm all right. Run. I like it. Yeah, this is going to be a really good game. They're also pretty evenly matched. they got playmakers on both sides, too. So, I, that's, that's a good pick. I like that. All right, next one. Battle of North Carolina. Number 23, NC State at number 14, UNC. Steve. North Carolina wins the game. Uh, North Carolina State's quarterback's banked up. Sam Howell's pretty good, so we'll go with that. King? I got North Carolina. I have UNC as well, so clean sweep there. And then our final game, as the Big Ten finally gets going this week, Saturday Night Football on ABC with Kirk Herbstreit, Chris Fowler, number 18, Michigan, and number 21, Minnesota. King. I want to watch Harbaugh meltdown. <laughs> I got Minnesota. You and everybody else in America. Yep. <laughs> Steve, who you got? Uh, Minnesota to win the game. As a matter of fact, uh, better quarterback. I mean, I think Joe Milton's pretty good, but Tanner Morgan's very good. 
I like the Golden Gophers as well. I need to see some from, from Joe Milton. I, I know there's a lot of good things about him. Everyone loves his arm, but I, I need to see more than just the arm. So I'm going Golden Gophers in this one. I think it could be a two-score win for the Golden Gophers. I got to see Harbaugh rip his mask off. I I'm can't sure wait. <laughs> You're assuming he's wearing it. Yes, also true. <laughs> Is it a fine? What are they doing with the college? I'm sure that the, each conference has their own deal, so I would say that it would be a fine. So then our only clean sweeps, and actually we have a couple this week. We had like none the last two weeks. We all like Tampa. We all like New England. We all like Minnesota. We all like Texas, and we all like UNC. Then how did I go one and six? <laughs> I've never gone one and six. Yeah, that was a tough one for all of us last week. Yeah, well, I one and six. One and I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh my god, I'm not even in the ballpark here. So, so then the total standings right now. I'm the lead dog, still at 23 and 18. Steve is 20 and 21. And the king is 18 and 23. What is that? 18 and 23. Um, yes. Is it? Five games under 500. Can I make a comeback? <laughs> Highly doubtful, but that's what's tough in this. If you fall behind, then you got to start making picks that you don't necessarily agree with. But, oh, well, it makes it more fun, I guess. Oh, that's right. Not really. I get, I get depressed. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, God, I used to be good at this. <laughs> oh, it's, just, it's unbelievable how bad. I was telling that, Steve, before the I watched the debate last night. And then when the debate was done, I put the Giants on. I'm like, yeah, baby, I took them in the other pool. And within <laughs> six minutes, they lost the game. I'm like, oh, my God. You know? <laughs> I, I just, I'm like kryptonite this year. They were great till I turned them on. So, oh well, it's still fun. Oh. <laughs> you know that happens. Where you know, are you that's at why now? We do this for fun. If we were really serious about this, then we could get. That's, that's why I think what's going to be interesting is how are fans going to react. As the years go by, with more and more um, uh, gambling out there, how are they going to react? Okay, to games where suddenly a field goal changes the number. Uh, are you going to get more booing in stadiums, things like that? You know, you know, I, I think that that's going to be very intriguing. The reason I think it's intriguing is that I remember one time Penn State was playing Temple. It was 1986. And Penn State's winning 27 to 25. Bruce Arians, in fact, was the coach, the head coach at Temple. And Penn State drove the ball down the field, got inside the five yard line, got down to the two, and Joe took three knees. And everybody's booing. And I'm like, well, what are they booing about? I don't understand what they're booing. And somebody said, uh, Penn State's a seven point favorite. I'm like, oh, okay. How naive can one be? Yeah. How are they going to boo this year? There's no fans. Well, that makes that see that's made life easy for the Cowboys, for example. 
Well, yeah, the Cowboys have actually had it, fans. It's hard to get a flow on this. You you're, you you think you're, and then it doesn't seem the same. But hey, we'll get through this. So, but it's oh, weird we'll get without through fans. It. Oh, we'll get through it. it. Can't Does Indiana it. allow we'll fans? The what? Will Indiana allow fans? Uh, the Big Ten is not allowing fans, so no one can have them. Oh, so the Big Ten, Ten won't allow it. Okay. Right. So across the board, they'll allow parents to be there. So if the parents want to be there, uh, they can be. So that's great, but that's what they're allowed to do. Other family members or just the parents? Uh, parents, I believe. That'd be funny, family members. That's my cousin Jimmy. That's my cousin Mike. That's my cousin. <laughs> yeah, I, got, I, have I have a huge family. Seven thousand family members. One hundred seven thousand family members every week. <laughs> and then start singing "We Are Family." <laughs> right. Exactly. Oh. Well, you uh, drive careful, and. Yeah, I hope you have the a best safe flight home, just, and uh, I hope you win tomorrow. So just kind of crawling through this here, and yeah, we're almost up to Interstate 80, which means I could have gone up to in State College, made a left on I-80, and got to this point in a few hours. <laughs> really? <laughs> you got a game tonight, Matt? I do not. I will be. I'll be listening and watching from afar, from my couch. The, the suit has a big game against Milton tonight. Shikalimi beat Milton 14 nothing earlier in the year. The suit needed uh, purulator protection last week going to Jersey Shore because of all the negative things he has said about them and the town. I mean, disparaging stuff. Uh, but uh, the game is at Shikalimi tonight, right? That's correct. Jeez, I wonder if he's going to make Dave Ritchie sit outside again. <laughs> Uh, now, he announces for Bucknell, right? Uh, yes, but Bucknell's not playing till the spring. Yep. He announces Good. with uh, Doug Birdsong, and Doug's outstanding, and Suit does a great job. So He's had some they're, great they're calls. Good, they're good He's team. good. They're a good team. Kevin's good. So. Well, Kevin's really good. Really good, yeah, and Doug's outstanding. So. Okay, All boys. Right, well, have a great weekend. All right, see you, King. Go win. Yeah. What, what does it tell you that? Done the last hour of the show, and I still haven't left Illinois yet. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to earn that what steak that tonight. Point? Oh, I'm going to earn that ribeye tonight, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to get back on the phone. I'm have to ch- I already changed open table once. I'm going to have to do it a second time here. Because, I mean, we're not going to get there until, what, 8 o'clock? It's 8 o'clock. Great. Fabulous. <laughs> Oh, have a great weekend, everyone. Today's show has been brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Stock up now. Reagan Street in Sunbury. The Beverage Supermarket.